thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Simmons. I'm on holiday, holiday, and I'm lucky enough that my um my better half, my better half, my partner, my life partner. It's an awful way to describe her, isn't it? It's like going to sort of going to business with someone. My part, anyway. My my friend Roz, um, uh, she's got a really big job happening in January, so we're we we got to go away, have a little bit of a few, go away for a few days and have some fun in the sun. With the kids club to look after the child for part of the day. Um, I bruised my coccyx severely on the kids um, slide. I slid down a slide, you're not allowed to slide down. And I bruised my coccyx so severely that it aches to shit. It really hurts. Anyway, too much, you don't need to know that. Um, also, like the place where we're staying, is r it's rank. It's so rank. I mean, anything that's pretty much got a kids club attached to it's going to be rank anyway. But this is definitely rank. And there's a lot of Australians here. And look, it's something interesting like when you get recognised and someone comes up and go, oh, aren't you that guy from Raro? Oh, mate, I bloody, yeah, I love you. And they're wearing a t-shirt that says Pussy Hut. You know, like instead of Pizza Hut. And you think, fuck, is that... Are they? Are you my listeners? Are you, <laughs> are you the people that come to my shows? People who wear Pussy Hut t-shirts. Um, and the other guy came up in like, he's a really big fella, lovely guy. He's wearing one of those, you know, those Da Vinci shirts, the ones with like the silhouette of muscles that go over your fat gut. And you're just like, oh, mate, really? Anyway, so uh, yeah, there's some rank Australia. It's just a mecca of bogans here, which is kind of like, I mean, I, I'm probably denying myself here. I am one. I, I need to come out of the closet. I am a bogan. Um, but yeah, it's very funny. So, and there's no, there's no rules at the buffet. Everyone's just bloody in there, bloody gnashing their teeth for hash browns, getting all gnashing your hash. Getting, getting angry about hash browns and how their eggs are done. It's just like, oh my God, this is, it's vile to watch. Um, but I am a part of this problem. I can sit here and think that I'm above it, but I'm not above it. I am, I am you. I am, I am me. We are Australian. Uh, yeah, so that's been really, it's been distressing to watch. But it's also been really lovely to watch as well, because there's, um, I love, I love it when couples go on holidays and they're just like, oh, I'm going to get some new sneakers. And you <laughs> With a shiny pair of, oh, I've got my holiday sneakers on. Um, and also wearing your hat. Don't wear your holiday hat at the airport. I mean, I know I wear a hat indoors because I'm bald. I mean, I'm a, I'm a main culprit here. But don't wear your bloody your holiday hat at the, your fedora at the airport. You just, anyway, maybe do. Look, do whatever you want. Who am I to say this? My coccyx really hurts. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, and I thought that I could go to the chemist and get something dodgy. Because I'm like, damage me coccyx. Um, but that's definitely outlawed where I am. I'm not going to say exactly where I am because I'm, I'm embarrassed. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's been... It's, oh, yeah, and Virgin Airlines, good on you guys. You bloody lost our luggage. You lost our luggage and one went to Japan. Yeah, so that's fun. So one uh, one bag went to Japan and it didn't go to Japan. Um, 
anyway, so that that's uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm lucky. We're lucky to be away for a few days, and that's really really nice. Um, and I, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have, I'm lucky to have this special little someone in my life. What a special little someone she is. Hey, mums and dads, looking for some fun for the little ones? Well, come on down to Kids Slap. We've got fun activities like not crying, sitting quietly and silently staring at the walls, spinning around in circles. There's even a crayon. So come on down to Kids Slap. Just don't trust them with Neil. I'm a little dream wrangler. Um. Yeah, so it's really nice to just to, to sit back and, you know, holidays just like, it's really interesting. Like when I, when I go sit on a beach somewhere or, you know, you're out in nature and stuff like that, that's the worst for me. I can't just sit down by the pool or next to the ocean because I can't escape the thoughts that are in my head. But if I go somewhere really, really, they're busy streets like, you know, the mean streets of New York or Bangkok or something like that, then... All I'm wondering about is like, how the fuck do I, can I eat that sausage there? And how do I cross the road? And then I I find that an escape because I'm in survival mode and I'm not in my own head thinking my own thoughts. So I'll probably be going mad within a couple of days here because I will be trapped inside my own mind. Um, That's why I'll focus on the Bogan Australians around the pool and just think, yeah, okay, I'll just watch you and get myself a little bit. Because I'm I'm writing at the moment. So I'm over here, I'm writing because I'm writing my new, this is going to be my opus, people. Uh, my new show, which is coming to Melbourne Comedy Festival, I'm playing the Comedy Theatre on the weekends, which is really exciting, um, and Adelaide Fringe Festival. It's called Content, or con- or Content, uh, either way you look at it. But it's going to be my bloody opus. It's going to be my Nanette. It's my Nanette. It's my Manette. Manette. My Manette. Um, it's my Nanette, my Hannah G- Gadsby opus. So I'm really, um, I'm, I'm furiously writing that and having a lot of fun with it because I'm really trying hard on this one. Not, not like I've not tried hard in the past with, um, you know, my, my live shows, but this one I'm trying extra hard because I, I feel like I've got something to finally say. I can finally say. So, hey, by the way, I'm coming to Wyong. Wyong, which I didn't even know. I didn't even know where Wyong was. I thought Wyong was in Victoria somewhere, like in the Wangaratta Belt, but it's, um, it's on the central coast of New South Wales. And I've got my, uh, my, I guess my father-in-law lives up there, and he'll he'll be coming along and wanting me to make the whole show all about him. Um, it's one of those guys, just like, oh, buddy, can you put me in your skit? Anyway, so I'm coming to Wyong, which is on the central coast, so it incorporates what else is in Wyong? Noraville, if you're up near that way. Um, what have we got here? Budgie Woy, Gosford, Terrigal, Woy Woy, Cowan, Barara, Morissette, and my favourite, Shitaway Bay. Shitaway Bay. Look it up; it's a real thing. Shitaway Bay. Um, so come along, that's on the 20th of January. The show is called Something Silly for Seriously Serious People. Yes, that's it. Something Silly for Seriously Serious People. And it's just basically a muck around fun show. And no theme, no big overarching, you know, narrative, but just me being an idiot for now. So if you're on the Central Coast, do come to that at the Wyong Arts Centre. There's, yeah, anyway, there's, there's links and stuff all about rah-rah. Um, but I'm re- I am actually really excited about that because uh, it's just up the road from me, basically, in Marrickville. Just pop up to the bloody central coast, just hang out with Graham, my father-in-law. Just what's going on with you, Graham? And, um, yeah, and be an idiot on stage for an hour. Why not? That sounds like good fun. Anyway, um, also, yes, so the Fringe Festival's happening, uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival, so I cannot wait. Also, I'm going to do my shout-out again for Mike Cannon-Brooks. Mike Cannon-Brooks, if you are listening, uh, Mike Cannon-Brooks, the billionaire entrepreneur and environmentalist if you are listening let's get in contact buddy i'm going to do this every single week until i get in contact with him in some way 
I want to be friends. I mean, I won't be your best friend. I can't imagine you'd want to be best friends with me. Maybe I could be your worst friend. Um, you know, I, just one of your friends, but just right at the other end. You'd still, you're still friends, but it's your worst friend. That's, that's an idea. I mean, everyone's got a worst friend. You know what I mean? You're your best friend. And then you travel backwards and they're still friends, but it's your worst friend. Anyway, Mike, I'd love to get in contact with you. I would like to talk to you about the Silly Billy Walk. So um, if you are listening, check out sillybillywalk.org. Sillybillywalk.org. Um, that's uh, Billy, spelt I-E, like Billy Eilish, because I didn't want to make it gender specific, even though that's kind of made it gender specific, but it's a gender neutral name. Does that make sense? I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be, I don't want to be yelled at by the, um, by the trans community or... Um, can you say hermaphrodite? I don't think you can say that anymore. Intersex is interesting. Um, it must be a really, really challenging thing for certain people, but yeah, because you kind of your genitals can grow inside of you or outside of you. Is that a thing? Anyway, um, what am I doing? I don't know. Probably getting myself cancelled. He's cancelled! Have you ever wondered how things began? Hmm. Sam Simmons. The precise history of things. The history of not very good men. Hey man, you look ripped. Yeah, it's my abs. My abs are pretty much like rocks. I would so fully love to touch you on the abs. Well, maybe you should just fully touch me on the abs. Oh, they feel like heaven. Hey, what are you guys doing? I'm fully touching this dude on the abs. They are really good abs. And don't forget my glutes. Oh, yeah. And check out my knees. My knees are pretty hot as. Yeah, your knees are like... Fully ripped. How did you get such good definition on your knees? Well, I do body pump classes once a week, and I also do cardio funk classes every second last Wednesday. Hey, I, I do body pump too. Check this out. I've also had some extreme sensual body modification. Like where? Well, I have my left man breast or testicle removed and then attached in the center of my back. Wow, that looks hot as. What's that, what's that thing hanging below it? Oh, that's just one of my nuts. What, like a... Like an extra testicle. I feel amazing. You really, really do. Sam Simmons. The precise history of things. And I'm very proud to be... Um, I'm very excited, actually, to be uh, deciphering my first dreams this week. I put out a uh, call last week for people to like send in a dream, and someone did. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into some dream deciphering. Human truffle. It's issues with young people. I'm in new media. Human truffle. It's news, but not now yet. Human truffle. I can do anything because I'm an overprivileged 19-year-old and my dad's a barrister. Human truffle. Human truffle. Wednesday nights, 9pm on ABC One. So any dream you want deciphered, uh, hit me up at samnishasquiche at gmail.com. This is the email address. Samnishasquiche at gmail.com. Um, it could be anything like, hey, hey, Sam, just the other night I dreamed I chewed my foot off. And I'll go, oh, well, that means that you don't want to travel. If you dream you chew your foot off, it means you don't want to travel. Or like, oh, hey, I was uh, kidnapped by a gang of Desiree potatoes. And then they made me into a human shepherd's pie um, from my man meat. Uh, and that means that you are a sociopath, I believe. Um, yeah. Can anybody tell me, did black and, black and gold, the you know the poor 
like you know, remember like uh, No Brand or what's what was the one at um, Woolworths and Coles? There's a there's a home home brand. That's it, home brand. That's a really good name for someone. Isn't it Home Slice? Is like a if you're in hip hop, you're like yeah yeah what up Home Slice? I don't even know what Home Slice is, but I could be like a yeah yeah Home Brand. Um, anyway, so I was thinking Black and Gold. Does it, it still exists at IGA? Doesn't it? What are the, I love I love the thought of black and gold and just bringing it back because um, I like no name no name home brand black and gold yeah that was the uh, I mean that was what I grew up on we did I mean there weren't many brands in the house when I grew up we grew up we grew up so poor guys I was so poor that the whole family lived in a small you know little tiny little 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 cardboard box next to a freeway no we were, I mean we weren't destitute but we were um, yeah we, we we were definitely yeah, we're definitely Povo. So there was a lot of home brand um, going around. And black and gold, which is one lower. I think if you were doing a scale of of uh, Povo no-name brands, it would be the... It'd be... Coles would be the first one, then with the Woolworths home brand, and then it goes down to black and gold. And I think there's even one less than that. There's a worse one than that. But um, anyway, um, maybe I could... Maybe we should invest in this stuff. Like, on bringing black and gold back. Maybe this could... This, pod, this podcast should be called Black and Gold. No? Is that a thought? Just like the most povo of all of the... Can you hear the kids outside? This is the worst soundproof rock star room ever. I'll put some footage up soon um, of where I'm actually recording this because it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, what have I got here? Um, the do not eat sachet is the ticket to the other realm. Um, so if you do eat the do not eat sachet, it opens up a... Yeah, right, okay. So it opens up a realm to a, a gateway to where you meet the guy who greets you at office works and he's the gatekeeper he's the gatekeeper of the second dimension and third dimension is that guy at office works who goes hello hi the most useless guy in the world the most useless profession in the world what are you oh, i'm a professional greeter i can't i guess it's kind of like town crier and stuff as well like what a useless job i think that's all the kids from the kids club outside god damn it shut the fuck up you little angels little precious little gifts from god Hey Sam, have you been using my favourite ever texter? Uh, no. Oh, okay, so my favourite ever texter just miraculously ran out of ink by itself. I don't know, uh, maybe? Oh, I see, so my favourite ever texter just shat its ink all over your hands by accident. How convenient. Uh, they're not my hands. Okay, yes, they're my hands. I'm so sorry, Patricia. I wrote you a note. Here, look. Look, read my note. Dear Patricia, I'm writing you this note to let you know that I'm borrowing your favourite ever texter to draw you a picture of a magical unicorn because you're my favourite best ever friend at New Music, that's Triple J. I'm also using your texter to write you this very note. Lots of love, brackets, lol, sah. Who's sah? It's, I'm sah. It's Sam. But unfortunately your texter ran out of ink, it's sah. Well, where the f*** is my magical unicorn picture? It's in my f***ing magical head! Sam Simmer! Attention, whoever you are. Now it's time for my celebrity story. Now with extra hair. That's right. If you are, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably don't understand what that means. But if you're watching um, this clip, you'll see that Dad has hair today. I just, I just felt like it. I just bloody felt like it. Um, anyway, today's story is about the little weatherman that could, Stevie Jacobs. So I used to work on the Today Show at Channel Nine, and me and Stevie Jacobs, uh, we travelled all across the country for two years doing live breakfast cross uh, crosses from everywhere, from Fiji to Nambuka Head. 
events. Uh, we had a wonderful time on the road. We really got to know each other very, very well. Uh, a lot of time just trapped inside the Channel 9 Suzuki Vitara Fun Top, which is uh, how we travel around most of the time. And um, yeah, I, I got to know his story. Uh, Stevie Jacobs, uh, you might remember him from that viral chicken clip um, where he was doing the, the weather the weather cross. I set that one up. Um, I got the chicken, made sure I found the most furious and angry and upset chicken, so to cause a sensation. Um, maybe you'll remember him from All Together Now um, with John English, old black eyes. And rest in peace, by the way. Um, so yeah, anyway, we spent a lot of time together. I got to know his story. His story's quite sad. Like Stevie's quite short, um, and he's not naturally short. He, this was uh, a product, a product of uh, how he was brought up. He um, quite quite a difficult childhood. He was forced to sleep in a like Harry Potter, um, in a nook under a staircase, and uh, he was malnourished. He used to survive. They'd forget about him in there, and. Um, so he kind of developed a truncated torso and uh, the malnutrition from forgetting to feed him so he'd be you know, maintaining sustenance by eating like old old dried bees that blew under the door and uh, bits of detritus and stuff like that. He um, Yeah, he didn't develop properly so he got a truncated torso and ended up being quite short, um, which is a, a syndrome known as cave neck because you're crouched in the whole time like that. And the Neanderthals, uh, Neanderthals, also had the same thing when the Homo sapiens came about because they were forced to the back of the cage, kind of like Neanderthal racism. So they were forced to the back of the cave and they kind of they died out because they were all like you know just oppressed. Um, awful, awful story. Anyway, so Stevie survived cave neck and uh, came out of the uh, other side of it as a, a full blown entertainer because um, he you know have to entertain himself in the in the st under the stairwell. Um, for, for many years and I think it was finally released when he was 19 years old so uh, a good I think he was in there when he was four so yeah anyway diff difficult story but a wonderful person anyway here uh, we travel all around the country in the Suzuki Vitara fun top for Channel 9 uh, for the t Today Show and he had this had this really uh, annoying habit what he'd do he'd we'd rock up to like a, a small township and he'd uh, he'd roll down the window and he'd stick his head out and he'd welcome people to where they were from which is kind of annoying for them so he'd be like welcome to Port Kembla and people would be like oh fuck off mate I'm fucking from here you don't fucking welcome me to where I'm from um, which is fair enough it's annoying it's a similar kind of vibe or uh, um, feeling that you get when you know when you're listening to the radio and someone welcomes you to the morning someone goes oh welcome to Wednesday I'm Brad Rudu and you're like oh fuck off mate don't welcome me to where I'm from um, I know where I am it's Wednesday shut up anyway so it's similar kind of vibe if that makes sense anyway there was this one time we we're up in Marble Bar in Western Australia in the Suzuki Vitara fun top and Marble Bar in Western Australia is one of the hottest places on earth it was about 45 degrees uh, Celsius, so that would have been about 120 Fahrenheit, I believe. And we bogged the Suzuki Vitara fun top in a sand, sand dune, and we were stuck. We had no phone reception. It was 2008, by the way, so uh, yeah, Optus wasn't um, really cracking out that well. I think Dodo uh, was the internet provider at the time. Anyway, so um, we were trapped, and uh, and Stevie's like, we'll be all right, and he checked the esky, and uh, all we had was like a 600ml bottle of Fanta and a... Half a packet of chewy Uncle Toby apricot yogurt tops, uh, which is a muesli bar or a musleesley. It just depends how you pronounce it. Muesli or musleesley, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so we were like, okay, well, let's just see. Let's ration these out and see how we go. Luckily, also, I had my old clunky laptop and I downloaded Point Break. So we got to watch Point Break, I think, about six times before the battery died. And then after that, to entertain ourselves, because it was boring, we were stuck in the middle of the desert. Um, it was quite cold, we'd huddle together at night and, um, and think about Point Break. And then the next day we'd reenact scenes from Point Break, which was, uh, we'd ended up in a scuffle because he always wanted to be uh, Keanu Reeves, which uh, pissed me off because I was like, oh damn it, and I always had to play Gary Busey. And anyway, 
long story short, we, uh, we ended up in a bit of a screaming match about it. And I was like, okay, look, Stevie, let's just play another game. And he's like, oh, what do you want to play? And I was like, what about I Spy? Which didn't work very well because we're in the desert. And be like, I Spy with my little eyes, something beginning with S. And Stevie would go, is it Stevie? And I'd be like, no. And he goes, is it Sam? And I go, no. And he goes, is it Sand? And I say, yes. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it, it didn't last very long because it was just Sand, Sky. Anyway, ow, just bang my knee. So um, I said to Stevie, well, let's play another game. I've got a game called Fantasy Dinner Party. And Stevie's like, oh, what's Fantasy Dinner Party? And I said, oh, it's a really fun game. It's where you can invite three people, dead or alive, from history, anybody you want, living or dead, uh, to a dinner party. Then we think about what type of arguments and conversations would happen at the dinner party. And uh, Stevie's like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. I said, so do you, do you understand the concept? It's a fantasy dinner party. You can invite anybody from history. And Stevie's like, yeah, no worries. I said, all right, do you want to go first? He's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, who are you going to invite? And straight away, without even missing a beat, he's just gone, Rob Bruff. And I was like, who? And he said, Rob Bruff. And I said, who? And he said, Rob Bruff, you know, the, the, the former host or the first host of Family Feud Australia back in the 90s. You know, he had a tight blonde perm. And I was like, no, I, oh, yes, I do know Rob Bruff. And I'm like, okay. And I was, I was confused. I was like, All right, Stevie, do you understand the concept of the game? You could have anybody from history and you, you want Rob Bruff. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah. And I said, do you even know him? And he goes, oh, well, I've met him once. And I said, well, what was he like? And he goes, he's actually quite boring. And I said, do you sh are you sure you understand the concept of the game? You can have anybody from history. He's like, no, I want Rob Bruff. So I was like, okay, right, okay, who, who do you want next? And then he said Nelson Mandela. And I was like, ah, oh, he's finally he's understood the game. So there's Rob Bruff, Nelson Mandela. Okay, who's your final guest at the dinner party? And he said, Winnie Mandela. And I was like, why would you invite Winnie Mandela? And I said, well, you know, he... Winnie Mandela and Nelson Mandela got divorced. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, they might, you know, have an argument and spice up the dinner party. And I said, well, why do you want that? And he goes, because I fucking invited Rob Bruff. Anyway, so it did make sense in the end. But yeah, we were getting into like fever dreams of like wondering whether we were going to survive this ordeal or not. And I asked him, I said flat out to Stevie, I said, Stevie, do you have any regrets in life? And he said, apart from being in this story, it was the time that I invested in the Australian Geographic shop. I was like, oh. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I was an early investor in the Australian Geographic shop. And I said, oh, that's a great shop. And he goes, nah, think about it. Think about, walk yourself through the shop when you walk in. And I was like, okay, yeah, so you walk in the Australian Geographic shop. I remember the shop well, and there'd be an inflatable crocodile. And you go, oh, that's cute. And then you'll go, oh, look, there's an inflatable uh, kangaroo. And you'll, there's a globe of the world. And then there's a science kit. Oh, fuck, I'm learning. And Stevie's like, yeah, exactly. No one wants to learn while they shop because it was a science-based fun shop. Science and fun's not fun together. It's the same feeling like when, when you're a kid and they'd wheel the television in in school and you'd be like, yeah, TV. And then they turn it on and you're watching behind the news. And you're like, oh, shit. Anyway, so... Similar kind of vibe. So we just sat there waiting for the end, just thinking it was all lost and uh, it was going to be over. And we pondered all the big questions in life, like uh, like why do junkies always carry around a 1.25 litre bottle of Coke? Um, they, they do. There's always the 1.25, which doesn't make sense because the 600 mil makes more sense if you're a junkie and you're on the run, you've got a bum bag, you've got your 600 mil, you're agile. Uh, 1.25, it's sloshing around, a lot of fears. Anyway, so um, we thought about that, and what were the other big questions? Why do horses eat carrots? Um, which doesn't make sense at all, because uh, you think, because you know, carrots come from under the ground, so it's not a, you know when you meet a horse, and you're like, oh, feed the horse a carrot. And it's like, well, that, that doesn't make, it's not a natural thing that a horse would eat, would be a carrot, because the, the, the carrot would be under hoof, and you, you can't imagine a horse trying to dig a, a carrot out of the ground with hooves because it'll crunch up the carrot. It wouldn't make sense. An apple makes sense because there's a horse head height and the horse comes along and goes, oh, there's an apple and eats the apple. 
Uh, what were the other questions? Oh yeah, why is it called uh, menopause and not womenopause? Because it only happens to women, so... Uh, yeah. It was a simpler time though, it was 2008, so you know, it was when Krispy Kreme was big. Remember you go to the airport and get yourself a box of Krispy Kremes and bring it home to the family like a trophy and you treat you like a bloody legend. Where have you fucking been? Cool and gather. Yeah. Okay. Once upon a time there lived a boy named Clayton. Clayton was special, not in a way, but more like in a Clayton way. Clayton. But Clayton was no ordinary boy, for he had super magical powers when harnessing the elements of fire, metal, cardboard and Christmas. By the power of Christmas! When then Clayton would turn into the super mecha human robot, Claytron! Claytron with the most super terrible fantastic fun powers. Episode 6 Casserole. Clayton's mum, Clayton's mum, comes in to rouse Clayton. <sighs> Stop trying to arouse me, mum. I'm not. I'm just trying to get you up. That's what I mean. If you don't hurry up, your casserole will get cold and curdle. I don't want casserole for breakfast. Again. And what type of casserole curdles? It's your favourite. Cream of egg. Oh, I hate cream of egg. Oh, hate's a strong word, Clayton. And you know if you don't eat a casserole, you won't concentrate at school. Yeah, but casserole's a nighttime meal. No arguments, Clayton. Eat your casserole. Uh, yuck. Tastes like old shit. Oh, crunch? Hey, what's this in the bottom of my cream of egg casserole bowl? Casserole bowl. Suddenly, rising from the murky mayonnaise depths of Clayton's cream of egg, the cores. Oh, I hate the cores! The cores are a Celtic folk rock group from Dundalk, Ireland. The group consists of the core siblings, Andrea on vocals and tin whistle, Sharon on violin and vocals, Caroline on drums and Unable to withstand the power of the cores, Clayton transforms into Claycore the Fifth, the most unattractive member of the Celtic folk sensations. I play tambourine and I'm beautiful on the inside. Smell my face. Smell my face! What's it called? Ask your mum. Claytron! One, two. Stephen Dorff. Here we go. It's time for some Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. I'm basically just doing this so I can play this. Stephen Dorff. Okay, so Stephen Hartley Dorff Jr., born uh, July 29, 1973, is an American actor, best known for portraying Roland West in the third season of HBO's crime drama anthology, True Detective. Didn't watch it. And PK in The Power of One. I do remember that as a boy. I remember watching The Power of One. I think Nelson Mandela... Not Nelson Mandela was in it. God damn it, Nelson Mandela. What the fuck am I doing there? I think I just confused Morgan Freeman with Nelson Mandela, which is... There you go. If you wanted to cancel me, there you are right there. I'm a racist. can't believe I just did that. Anyway, uh, he was in Backbeat. That's right. That wasn't about the Beatles. That was about the fifth Beatle, who was... Um, obviously the least talented one um Dorf was born in Atlanta Georgia the son who, by the way his name's Stephen Dorf uh so Dorf was born in Atlanta Georgia the son of Nancy and Steve Dorf Stephen Dorf who's composed who is a composer and music producer his father is a Jewish and his mother is a Catholic uh oh controversy what's a Jewish and a Catholic it's a jackalic is it or a Jewick or Cathu 
catfish. <laughs> yeah, it's a catfish. And Dorf has stated that he was brought up half Jewish. What, what do you mean you brought up half Jewish? You obviously you just brought up. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make sense. Dorf, uh, you're just saying that to get into Hollywood. That's what you're doing. Um, anyway, Dorf's brother Andrew is a country music songwriter. Well, that doesn't sound very Jewish, does it? Mind you, Neil Diamond, I think, is Jewish. Is he? And he was very much country music. Good Lord, am I going to get cancelled or what? Uh, Dorf started acting in the late 80s, learning a few minor roles. In, anyway, it's Stephen Dorf I'm talking about. Stephen Dorf. In 1996, he started... I'm, I'm glossing over a whole lot of stuff. He was in uh, episodes of Different Strokes and Blossom and Married with Children. Uh, oh, speaking of, by the way, Dead to Me is really good on Netflix. I really like it. And I've heard that uh, Christina Applegate has MS, which is very sad, but um, she's really good. Anyway, it's a great... Oh, I love it. I just absolutely love... I can't remember the name of the other actress who's in it. Um, she's got a fantastic name, but anyway, she's wonderful. Uh, yeah, okay, The Power of One opposite... Sir John Gilgood and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, sorry, I did get it right. I can't believe I said Nelson Mandela. Was it about apartheid, though? Is that why I'm getting confused? Did Morgan Freeman play Nelson Mandela? Anyway, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Uh, he was seen in the music video Cryin' by American rock band Aerosmith. I love rock band. Um, and anyway, so yeah, look, there you go. That's Stephen Dorff. That's uh, basically only so I could play this. Stephen Dorff. Boredom is a reactive state of emotion that interprets the condition of one's environment as wearingly dull due to repetitive, non-existent or tedious stimuli. Boredom stems from a lack of interesting stuff to see, touch, hear or do and things. Those afflicted with temporary boredom may regard the affliction as a waste of time but usually characterise boredom as far worse. Alternatively, one may have the feeling that having too much spare time causes boredom. Indeed, time often appears to move more slowly to someone who experiences boredom, resulting from the way in which the human mind, or brainsies, measures the passage of time by the infrequency of notable events. Often, boredom is a clearly subjective state. One person may find a classical music concert boring, for example, while another may find it riveting. This is a story about the latter. Alright, i got some emails here, so here we go. Dear Sam, your dream deciphering suggestion could not have come sooner. I am desperately in need of subconscious brain analysis. I am currently 28 years old and have had this particular recurring dream for about the last 22 years. The dream typically goes, uh, I will go about my daily life and then a giant floating great white shark appears in the sky. Sky sharks! That's a Sarah Kendall joke that she does. Really, really good. Like... It's a fantastic joke, actually, about like how life would be a little bit... Um, hang on, anyway, I'll read the... I, I haven't read this, so hang on. It spends its time following me around and talking to me. Oh, so it's friendly. Size-wise, the thing is big. Maybe two or three football fields in length. Sheesh, man. When I was younger, the shark would be quite... Well, hang on a minute. At the start of this, you've written... Um, my suggestion, this couldn't have come sooner. You've been having this dream recurring for 22 years. I'm late, if anything. This is from James. I don't know where you are, James. But um, anyway, so it's a... A three football field length shark that talks to you. Um, the shark would be quite menacing and jeering in its remarks when I was younger, trying to find ways of luring me out of my house, presumably so it could eat me. Uh-oh. This is screaming touched by an uncle. What are you hiding there, James? Um, you see, you've got like a shark lurking around trying to lure you out of the house as a boy. This sounds sus. As I got a bit older in my teens, the shark was less menacing and more of a general pest. Yeah, but <laughs> this is a... Uh 
Okay, you've got some repressed memories here, James. Uh, commenting on my outfit selection before meeting friends and blocking out the sun. This is hilarious. In my recent dreams as an adult, this shark and I have a more or less reconciled our differences and it's just a floating companion taking on life with me. I've always had a curiosity, curiosity about the meaning of dreams, the evolving nature of the relationship, and why the shark dream always returns every year or so. As I write this out, I can't, can't help but think of what my future relationship with the giant floating shark will be. I would love your thoughts on this subconscious situation. That's a wonderful email, Jane. Thank you very much for that. Look, I think it is a repressed memory. I think that someone, um, look, you know, I'm not going to say you're fiddled with, but saying, and, and trigger, like, sorry, trigger warning if you're out there. Look, I had stuff happen, you know, I, you know, and we got through it and, you know, you, you, you carry on. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, geez, it got dark then, didn't it? It took a dark turn, guys. It's gone black and gold. Um, maybe that's what black and gold could mean. I could do another podcast where we talk about, um, no, we won't do that. Anyway, uh, so I think, yeah, I think maybe you've got a repressed memory there, but you've dealt with it really well because now you're friends with this hovering shark. So you've got a floating shark in your life who's become a friend. And I reckon maybe later on in your life, um, I mean, you've got nothing to reconcile. He was an asshole when you were younger, but you were a kid. You were also an asshole. And then you learned to be better. I mean, I was an asshole until I was 41. Um, I reckon I carried around, I carried around a sense of own, like I, I owned my own childhood. Because I had a rough, because I had a rough upbringing. I did have a very extremely abusive upbringing, and I guess that I carried around a sense of the world owes me something because of a poor childhood, which it doesn't. It just doesn't. the 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 main rule of life is just to be kind and carry on and be nice to each other. That's the point. Anyway, I don't know what you and the fucking shark are doing, but good luck, James, and thank you very much for such a beautifully well written email. Amazing. This is from the Radis Troy. Sam, thank you. I listened to your podcast whilst travelling the roads of the Riverina. Uh, I skimmed the email before and I thought that was a Riviera and I got really excited thinking there was a Frenchman um, yeah just uh, like having a listen but it's not I'm currently helping establish a new Barnacle Bills outlet I don't believe this I think you're lying here Troy in Griffith New South Wales may not be four bucks for a crumbed uh, prawn but I'm sure the owners would love to see you are you serious is there Barnacle Bills still going outside of South Australia I think you're taking the piss, but anyway, um, your nephews need a shout out. So, hi Sam, we're the Patton, we are Patton Motorsport, racing as full fit. What? Racing as full tilt. With thanks to Danny, he's the owner of full tilt. I'm Eli, cart 47, 13 years old, and my little brother Koa, cart 96. Um, anyway, so that's a shout out to who? Who am I shouting out to there? I don't understand. Uh, oh, Patton Motorsport on Facebook. Get there now. Bing. Um, how fast can you drive, Sam? I can go 124 kilometers an hour in my Junior Max cart. No, I'm not going that fast. It's silly. Uh, 90 plus down the straight. He's nine years old. Jeez, can you come to our track? We'll get a cart to fit. You're saying I'm fat. What are you saying there? What do you mean you're going to get me a cart to fit? I can fit in a go-kart. I'm not that fat. Uh, Albury Wodonga. Yeah, I'll be there at some point and beat our times. I won't. Um, anyway, so go, yeah, anyway, check it out. Patton Motorsport on Facebook if you're into go-kart. That's from Eli and Koa. Alright, this is from my stalker, Kate, who lives down the road from me in Marrickville. Uh, Kate from down the road here. Firstly, Crumpets, Two Chaps Cafe in Marrickville. I don't go to that cafe, it's too trendy. So I'm not going there, Kate. Uh, they make a, ho a mean homemade crumpet dish. Uh, crumpets are not to be... Look, crum crumpets are manufactured, they're not homemade. Stop wasting your time making a crumpet and do not go. Don't go to a cafe to frequent a fucking bloody 
artisanal crumpet? What are you doing? Um, anyway, not your average out of a out of an annoying packaging with the crumpet shape, Matt. Anyway, but yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I like an old-fashioned crumpet, just a shit one out of a packet, with the with the with the the happy guy on the side of the packet, the happy crumpet man who looks like he's got acne. It does. The crumpet face looks like acne. Anyway, on another another topic, best sea animal fact uh, is that starfish can grow an arm. Oh, I think it's like a tentacle, isn't it? No, it's an arm. Is it an arm? It's a star. What? There's no word for that, is there? Uh, anyway, if they get one chopped off, they can grow it back. Yeah, kind of like um, I think they're trying to do that with regenerative, uh, regenerative, Oh God damn it! Regenerative, regenerating, rejuvenating. Um. I think they're trying to work it out with geckos and stuff because geckos can grow back a, a tail and stuff like that that they might be able to do that one day in the future with uh, the limbless. <laughs> oh, I love to say the limbless. Anyway, so, uh, 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 so Kate from down the road, also, she has a, she, I've got a kid who's seven and she's now obsessed with seeing you when you drive past your flat. So if you ever hear a little screechy voice yelling out Sam Simmons, it's Kate. Don't be alarmed, it's just us. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, I hope she's not listening to the podcast. I do swear too much in this, by the way. And she's excited for the Silly Billy Walk, as we all... Well, I am, definitely, as well. Um, also, hey there, Jez from Hobart, Coxie Pocahontas, and Dave Davidson. I don't believe that's your real name. Um, what has he written here? Something about eating persimmons. How much fruit does your family eat persimmons? Get it, persimmons. Got it. Keep it niche. Um, and uh, he's a couple of great names here. So this is because I like surnames. If you're listening in for the first time, you're thinking, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" I'm talking about what I want to talk about, guys. Um, I like really funny surnames, and he's got a great one here. Who's a local real estate agent in the Hunter Valley named Renee Bean Whipper? <laughs> no, Bean Wiper. W Y P E R. Renee Bean Wiper. I like it. It's good stuff. This is an impression of a man reminiscing about that time Simon threw a stock cube at Neil. If you do get the chance to throw a stock cube at someone, do do it. It's fun. Um, yeah, I, do, I can thoroughly recommend it. If you get the chance to throw a stock cube at someone, just get in there and do it. Um, no hole holds barred. Just bong, just being piffed at the back of your head. Quite fun. Well, that was it. That was uh, my Balinese version. I'll have lots more stories for you next week and lots more fun to be had. So I hope you, um, I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, if you want to get on get I mean, even though I'm on holidays, it sounds like I'm living it up. I'm actually not. So um, yeah, if you do want to support me on Patreon and uh, shout me a coffee a month, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, also, yeah, remember, I'm touring soon. So if you want to, if you don't want to get on Patreon, buy a ticket to a live show. So. Melbourne Comedy Festival coming up next year. Adelaide Fringe Festival. I think that goes on sale next week. Uh, I've got no idea. And if you're on the Central Coast, come to Wyong uh, for my show there. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. And I've got a little bit of life advice to leave you right at the end like I do every week. It's ter- I mean, this is a, it's something, isn't it? Is it, so- is it something? Anyway, and I'll leave you with some classical music as well. Um, as I like, I think this is a Marla I'm going to chuck on the end here. I don't think I'll get in trouble with copywriting and licensing and all that jazz. And also, big, uh, big thank you to all the people who have made all these um, beautiful sound things for me. Darren Scarce and Craig Shufton over the years. Nina Las Vegas. I love you all. Thank you very, very much. And it's so nice to give these things a bit of life again. I don't know what the Claytron episode was, but I'm just going to chuck it in there. We'll see whether it flips or... Oh! That's right. There's a bad word in it. There's a bad word in the Claytron episode, which you would have just already heard. But I'm sure I might have beeped it. Anyway. 
that's me talking in retrospect about what I'm going to have to do to edit the podcast, which is now confusing me. All right, I'm going to go now. All right, bye. Why not quite loudly say thank you and bow or blow a kiss to your self-service checkout robot upon paying and exiting your grocery store?